Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by your North Texas Ace Hardware dealers. And that's not just one hour, but both hours. So stop in and tell them thanks. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, here's Neil. Thank you, Stubby, very, very much. Welcome to hour number two, just like Stubby just said, from one till three every Saturday. I enjoy doing this program very much. I started out at this time slot on this frequency with different call letters back in 1978. It was WFAA AM then, and just through miracles of, of relicensing. Now it's KLIF AM. So there we go. And I'll be on WBAP 820 AM tomorrow morning. And uh, that's 8 until 10. And the only way I get to tell you that is because they're sister stations. Otherwise, I'd be off both. (laughs) So anyway, Mike Bass is running the boards and answering the phones and doing everything that requires high intellect. And uh, he does it very, very well. And uh, he will be over at WBAP. Let's see, over is what, Mike? Is that one floor up and two doors down or something like that? Across the hall. Oh, that's right. So obviously, I'm broadcasting uh, in a different facility. I'm broadcasting from my office, actually. And um, so that's that. So give me a call if I can help you with the plant question. We have one line open. We're going to go back to uh, Bob in Fort Worth almost instantaneously here. 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. And let's do that right now. Let's go back to oh. Bob in Fort Worth. And, Bob, we're talking about deer-resistant plants and I fear that you are looking for something that may or may not be uh, achievable. You're looking for a plant that will cause deer not to want to come onto your property. Is that it? No, really. We're, we, we can't keep the deer off. We're looking. Cat you there? Seems to be. Yes, I'm here. Do you hear me? Yeah, I do now. Yes, I'm sorry. We were looking for cat mint, which we understand deer don't like the smell of. Uh, to put around our flower beds and everything, but the only cat mint we've been able to find is one species at Callaway's, and that catnip, the deer like just fine. So we're trying to find out where we could, what other nurseries or where else we could look for some more types of cat mint. All right. Uh, you're saying cat mint and not catnip, correct? Well, I think catnip is a form of cat mint. No, I think they're I think they're different. Uh you're probably kind of late in the season to be looking for unusual herbs. Um you might try North Haven Gardens, you might call them in Dallas and see what they have. They typically have had a pretty good uh, selection of herbs uh, always uh through the years, so that would be a starting point I would think. Um and whether it's going to work or not, I don't know. Um I I don't speak to that. Uh, while I was uh, in the news break, I did, as I said, I would do uh, do some research because I knew that there was a very good article, and uh, I'll I'll mention it to you. Whether you know, if you want to write down what I'll give you, that'd be great. And if if uh, if not, then there are others who will, because this is a question that comes up periodically. Deer are not yet a major problem in the metroplex; they are to the west and southwest, and that's probably where you are. Uh, this is called Deer Resistant Landscape Plants. Uh, it is a Texas A&M publication, um, and it is from San Antonio, from Bear County, B-E-X-A-R, Bear County. And the man who has authored this, I know, um, and that is Forrest Appleton. And Forrest is with two R's, Forrest Appleton. He works with my very good friend, Dr. Jerry Parsons, as his assistant, and I think it may be a volunteer position, but Forrest is a retired uh, Texas Certified Nursery Professional. He has assembled a lengthy list of deer-resistant plants, not what you're looking for, but deer-resistant plants. I'm not aware of anything that's going to repel deer uh, from the edge of a flower bed. I, th- I think that is bogus. I think they'll just lean over. Um, I want to read, and, and this list is quite lengthy, and I want to read a paragraph that I was looking at um, that uh, that he has put into this list. I read the whole story during the newscast. Um, and uh, this one paragraph, much has been written and said about what the serious gardener can do to lessen the impact of deer in his landscape. 
This usually includes a listing of those plants that deer are not supposed to like and the unqualified, unqualified statement that repellents exist to fend them off your prized plants. I have found these writings and proclamations to be of little value to the person who is trying to put some variety into his landscape and do his share to improve the beauty of his surroundings. At the end of this article, I will list those plants which I, through trial and error, have found to be least bothered by the deer. Uh, so uh, he is acknowledging that, that uh, there's a lot written that is pretty bogus, and I have found that to be the case as well. Uh, he has a lot of plants listed in here that, that uh, I know to be uh, resistant, and Forrest uh, works with uh, Jerry Parsons on a lot of things, one of the things being the, the production of the red, white, and blue blue bonnets, and uh, just they're a great team. So anyway, I would, I would commend that to you. It's uh, Extension Education in Bear County, Deer Resistant Landscape Plants, an easy find online with that search. Okay. Okay, I do appreciate your help, Neil. You betcha, Bob. Good luck with it. And I know I know how quickly they can decimate things. I helped our son redo his landscape this spring. The HOA was yelling at everybody in their neighborhood to get it redone because of the cold damage, and we put a bunch of hollies in, and rabbits stripped all of his dwarf Burford hollies. I mean, just absolutely stripped them. And if rabbits will eat those, deer will eat anything. And so it's just so frustrating. So, anyway, good luck with it. Appreciate your call. Wayne is in Weatherford, and he'll be our next call up, and that opens up two lines now for you. If you'd like to call, it's your turn. 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. This is the company you need to call if you need a new roof. That's what we did, and, oh, my goodness, are we thrilled. Texas premier roofing contractor serving the Metroplex with the finest in roofing for 35 years. They have tens of thousands of roofs installed. They can go down the street and say, that's ours. That one over there, that's ours. That one down there, that's ours. We have this whole side of the block. Those are ours. That's the way it works with Wortham Brothers. The word gets around. We have Wortham Brothers roofs, and people... People hear it and see it and say, I want some of that. And that's exactly what we did. They do all kinds of roofs, so no matter what you have, what you want, they'll do it for you. If you have hail or wind damage, you've had some damage this spring from some of these storms. There have been storms, been a lot of storms. Even if you're not sure, you just are worried that you might have damage, let Wortham Brothers take a look. They'll go up on your roof, and they will they will take photographs. If you don't want to go up there with them, they'll take photos and bring them down and show you, and uh, they will they will confirm that uh, there is damage or they'll confirm that there is no damage. That's what you really like in a company. I'm, I'm proud to recommend them to you. It's a second-generation family business. They don't generate uh, work when there is no work to be uh, done because there's no problem with a the roof. They won't tell you that there is. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, they're local and they intend to stay local. Don't go with these companies that come in after a storm and uh, set up shop for a few days. That's just disgusting. Wortham Brothers, they are the complete opposite. They are here for the long haul. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, 972-562-5788. WBRoofing.com. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, 972-562-5788. Hi, I'm JJ from Ace Hardware of Richardson at the corner of Coit and Beltline. When you need reliable, localized help and those great Valspar paint products, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, JJ. I don't know that the... Uh... Ace Hardware people elect presidents of their of their uh, gathering, but uh, he's certainly one of their leaders. He is really a great guy. Thank you, JJ. Let's go back to the phone lines now. Again, the number if you'd like to call. Love to hear from you. 888-787-5543. Wayne in Weatherford, how can I help you? Okay, I've got a uh, plum tree that's 10 years old or better. In the last couple of years, it's, I don't know, the, the, the new growth will come out and be dark green, and then it just turns yellow and kind of dying like it's got fertilizer burn, but I don't think that's it. All right. And what kind of plum is it? 
I don't know. Is it a wild plum or is it uh, no, something no, you planted? No, it's one I bought. It's one I bought and planted. All right. And? It's got real red meat inside the fruit. All right. And this, I, I don't want to know exactly where you bought it, but just the category. Was it bought at an independent retail garden center or a national chain store? I don't remember. Okay. Some uh, plum varieties are better adapted in our area than others are. Yeah. Let's not uh, let's not worry well, too much. Did, this one did fine for years. Yeah. I, I, that's what I was years. about to I was about to say let's not worry too much about that because it sounds like it's been bearing fruit. Have you looked down near the trunk at all Wayne to see if there's any sign of uh, a problem within the top uh, the bottom uh, 6 or 7 inches of the trunk? Well, the yard guys kind of damaged a spot or two of it, hit it with a mower, you know, but not all the way around. So, all right. But it's kind of sunburn looking. The bark is kind of peeling back on some of it, and real skinny, uh, real thin, like a, you know, your skin would peel. That's not absolutely abnormal. Uh, plums have a peeling bark. Mexican plum, for example, the native plum that's, that's native in the in the hills around the metroplex. You have them in Parker County. Uh, Mexican plum has a bark that just peels off in sheets, yeah. not big sheets, but it just it curls back and, and peels yeah. off. So I, I don't know. That may or may not be a, a real uh, fact factor. Um, what I worry about with plums and peaches is the peach tree borer. Uh, peach tree borers will get into the trunk near the ground line in the in the bottom six inches of the trunk, and right. you'll normally see sap coming out. Uh, the bark will be deteriorated. The, the uh, trunk will be deteriorated there. You'll be able to tell that there's a, a problem going on. I don't know if you would uh, mistake uh, uh, weed trimmer damage or lawnmower wheel damage. Uh, with bore damage, but uh, you might look a little more closely and see if there uh, is any evidence of, of globs of sap and therefore then tunnels uh, within the trunk. That well, could cause I haven't what you're seen, describing. I okay. haven't seen any sap, but also next to it is a live oak that's about six years old, and one half of it is nice dark green. The other half on the west side is a light color. I mean, it, you know, and it's been doing that about three years. I don't know what's going on with it. All right. How far away are they? How far apart? Uh, 15 feet or so, 20 maybe. Well, that's awfully close. I know, but, you know, I figured the live oak will outdo the plum eventually. So. Yeah, I, I think it will. It may be happening now. Is the uh, yellowing on the live oak on the side of the plum? <sighs> well... No, not necessarily. Okay. I mean, it, a little bit of it is. Yeah. The other side um, is, you know, fairly dark green. No, I, I get that, but I'm just asking if the yellow side of the live oak points toward the plum tree. Well. I feel like my questions are wearing really, you out, Wayne. Not really. It's, it's kind of. I don't know. It's kind of on the line. If you do a line right through the middle, it'd go right through the plum. Huh. Not sure I understand oh. that. All right. Let me let me do the best I can. Uh, okay. The chance of something insect or disease related uh, bothering both of those trees is zero. Uh, there right. is no there's no insect or disease common to both of those trees. Uh, the possibility of uh, something environmental bothering both of the trees i guess is is not zero it, it could be uh, not there isn't much of a chance so uh the live oak has been looking bad for two or three years you said it's not just from this yeah. past winter okay right right uh, I, I don't want to get into the live oak that's just my brain will explode if i try to get two things going at the same time uh the the plum tree i want you to look at the trunk very closely that is about the life expectancy of a plum if you have not been treating each uh, August for peach tree borers in the plum tree. Yeah. Right. Uh, so that's that's a good possibility, and I, I suspect that when push comes to shove, if the tree dies and you cut it down, I imagine that you will find borers in the in the trunk of the tree. Uh, well, do you see any do you see any signs of sap on the on the twigs 
out on the branches? Do you see any signs of sap? Well, no, I don't. Okay. Can you give me any other clues other than it's just yellowing? Like I told the caller last hour, yellow just means I don't feel good. Yeah. Well, they'll grow out, you know, kind of green, and then they're starting to turn black, the, the new leaves out there. Not the new ones, but they've matured and then kind of turning black and drying up, like, like fertilizer burn. All right. If they're turning black, that means that they are not getting water. Not getting, not getting enough water. There is something drastically interrupting the supply of water to them. Have you used any kind of a weed killer anywhere around or a weed no, and feed fertilizer? No. All right. I don't use that stuff. Okay. Uh, Wayne, I'm, I, I can't tell without seeing it. I can't go any farther. Okay. This is the same answer I gave to a gentleman earlier, and that is if I had my Facebook page working, if Facebook had not uh, completely screwed up their format last uh, Thursday, I, I would ask you to post a photo, and that might help. I need to see this one. I, I can't. Well, maybe so, I will. Well, when it comes back up. Yeah, Can please I ask you one watch. More question about an Arizona ash. That yeah, call call trees? back with it. I, I've just spent ten minutes trying to help on these, and I'm I just I've got to get to Rick and Rick. I have two guys named Rick coming okay. up, so right. I need well, to get you. to them. Call me back if you would, please. Thanks. Yeah, I, I normally just take one topic per call, and and especially if it's a lengthy one like that. Um, the uh, hmm. all right. Let me uh, let me try to help uh, Rick in South Lake first, um, and then we'll we'll figure out where we're headed. Rick, this is Neil. Good afternoon. How can I help you? Neil, I enjoy your show. I uh, just wanted you to know that uh, I've got your book uh, as a request for Father's Day, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Good deal. I hope it's been ordered. I'll be signing tonight and tomorrow. How can I help you? Well, uh, I've got a uh, acre lot in South Lake, and half of it is forested, post oak, blackjack oak, okay. and a lot of these uh, Mustang grape vines are forming a canopy over it. Ooh. And I go in periodically and cut those vines down, but they come back. And I wanted to know: is there some chemical I can put on the cut to keep that plant from? rejuvenating itself yeah what size are the stumps when you cut those how large are the stumps well they're becoming smaller but some of them are probably three or four inches in diameter absolutely absolutely there is you can use a um i would probably at that size i'd use a machete and i would macerate the stumps and then i would pour a broad-leafed weed killer onto that macerated stump at full strength take it take a bottle of it and just pour uh-huh. it right on and let it soak into the wood. You don't want to just pour it and watch it pour all over the ground. You're carefully pouring it down and letting it soak on. Probably on a three-inch stump, you're putting, oh, half a cup uh, onto the macerated okay. stump. Uh, use a blower to blow all the all the loose uh, uh, chips out first, and then just okay. let it go down. You could drill if you preferred to drill. Uh, you could use a, a drill bit and uh, something the size of a pencil and make reservoirs instead. That would work just as well. And and fill those with the 2,4-D. 2,4-D is the active ingredient you're looking for, and it will soak in and kill the stumps, keep them from sprouting back. Okay, broadleaf broad weed killer with 2,4-D mm-hmm. in it. Okay. That's what you need. Okay, well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for the call. You betcha. Appreciate it. All right. I, I just didn't want to go to a break immediately after I, I struggled so on the other call. I, uh, so anyway, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. Let me do a quick version of this. My book will go off sale. Not I, I won't quit selling it. Just the, the sale price of thirty one ninety five will go away forever after Father's Day. It will end Father's Day evening. If you want to get it as a Father's Day gift, here is your opportunity. I will be signing this afternoon and tomorrow afternoon, and we'll put them in the mail Monday. If Flag Day is a holiday at the post office, then it'll be Tuesday morning. But we will get them to you, and if you order today from my website, neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. It's an alphabetic order, N-E-I-L. 
sperry.com. Now, it's 344 pages, 840 of my photographs, 11 chapters that cover every aspect of uh, uh, lawns and landscapes, fruit, flower, and vegetable gardening for the whole state of Texas, every county in Texas, southern Oklahoma. It's a hardback on high-quality paper. I sign every copy as it sells. Your satisfaction is completely guaranteed, or I'll refund every penny you spend. But you must order now if you want the special price, and you must order now if you need it for Father's Day. So here are the ways that you can order since it's not in stores and not on Amazon. Order from my website, neilsperry.com, or you can call my office Monday morning. That's a little bit sketchy because uh, Gretchen is the only person in my office, and she will be helping with the books and also tending to some family things. And uh, so, but that number is 800-752-4769. 800-752-GROW. The better way is to order right now at neilsperry.com. Lens Landscape Lighting not only adds beauty to your home, it's also a demonstrated security enhancement. When it comes to your greatest investment, safety and security never look so good. And Lens Landscape Lighting also makes the curb appeal of your home shine even brighter after dark. Expertly installed outdoor lighting by Lens ensures the beauty of your home never takes a night off. For more info, go to LensLighting.com. That's L-E-N-T-Z Lighting.com. Since 1983, the experts at Whiskey Stone have been leaders across the Metroplex, turning landscaping dreams into reality. They are leaders. They have led the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. They have led good landscape design with their beautiful stone. They're open right now. This would be a great day to go to a Whiskey Stone and take a look around. 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth. Want to call? You bet. 817-429-0822. Whiz-Q.com. Don't live in Fort Worth? Hey, doesn't matter. They'll deliver to you. If you can hear me, they'll deliver to you. And it's worth a trip. It's a destination place to go because with 22 acres, they have every stone you could be dreaming of. Shop to your heart's content. All kinds of natural stone. They have landscape boulders all the way down to tiny decorative gravel. They have even have pavestone, interlocking concrete pavers. They have flagstone and retaining wall stone. They have it all river rock. Oh, oh, it wouldn't be wouldn't be a beautiful stone yard if they didn't have river rock, and they do. That's Whizcue Stone, 4501 East Loop 820 South, Southeast Fort Worth, open Monday through Saturday, 817-429-0822, whiz-q.com. It's Whizcue Stone. I'm Mark Suriai from Mr. C's Ace Hardware in Hearst. When you need reliable, localized help in great lawn and garden products, outdoor power equipment, or hardware for your home, come see us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Mark, very, very much. And we have a couple lines open right now. If you'd like to call, we have time. 888-787-KLIF. 888-787-5543. Rick in Dallas, how can I help you? Hello, Rick. Rick, Rick, anybody home? Uh, what do you think, Mike? Rick, are you there? Yeah. Yes, yeah, sir, sorry. you're on the air. How okay, can I help you? I thought you? it was going to be a long commercial, sorry. Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. I've been listening to you since like the mid to early 80s, on and off Thank there. You. Thank you. Um, question I have, I had a couple. I don't know if we get to any other ones, but uh, one of them was uh, some Nandinias I've had. Uh, Jeez, they've been here since we had a house like 40-something-plus years. Anyways, I transplanted some eh, close to 10 years ago, and they were successful. I uh, thinned out some groups. There's like a row of them, well, in clumps, and a full row. Anyways, and there was a bare spot. One of those, when I separated from the big clump, died off. But anyway, I made a, a longer row. And I was wanting to get some of those seeds, I guess, it's, you know, and fill in where it's a straight row instead of just clumps. Some of those are like dwarfs, and then some are like the taller variety, like seven foot or so. And I like the taller ones. I was hoping to fill up the 
make a nice even roll instead of the short ones. Is there any way, like I've tried to put those seeds in the ground uh, when they're red, you know, in the fall, and they never sprout out. Do I have to dry them out or? No, you okay. would you would so. plant them right away, but you don't want to plant from seed, Rick, uh, for for many reasons that I can name. Number one, uh, they may not come true from seed. They do germinate from seed. I've I've uh, grown a lot from seed, just trying to get some some uh, trying to find some different growth habits and and things. Uh, number one, you don't want to grow them from seed because you don't know what you'll get since you have several different uh, uh, varieties. You might get a lot of dwarfs. You don't know that. Number two, uh, you don't want to leave uh, the uh, seeds that long because uh, they are they are dangerous to cedar waxwings. When they come flying through and harvest the seeds themselves and eat them, they can get messed up and die. It, it does uh, present a risk. I always prune my nandinas right toward the end of January which is the proper time to prune them and reshape the plants by cutting uh, half of the canes, or at least this is the way I do it. I cut half of my canes completely to the ground. If I have 100 canes in a bed, I'll take 50 of them completely to the ground, and that means that they start over again. They start with new uh, shoots from the ground. And, yeah, I heard you uh, mention last I'll, week. I'll be, you don't I'll get be, tree I'll be careful to uh, make sure that I remove all of the berries at that point because the cedar waxwings don't migrate until later in the winter, and that way I get rid of that risk. Number three, you don't want to have a mix of uh, those, um, uh, those unknown varieties in that row. Uh, there, there are so many uh, shoots that come up. Anyway, you just need to divide from the ones you have, the tall ones you have. It's not the right time to do it right now, but I'd say uh, anytime from November through February, I'd just dig some of the ones that you have and transplant those. Yeah, I did that. I, I moved all the dwarf ones, you know, to right. a different row, but I took the seeds from the taller ones. And but you're saying you don't know for certain, even though I took them from the taller ones, that they're not. No, you can't yet. tell because you have you oh. have bees pollinating them. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, um, the, uh, yeah, I had a whole, like say, where one of those, uh, that I took from the clump died off. So I was like, hoping to put something in there, but, um, I had something else, a problem with the oak. Do you have time to get the next question? Well, I'm not sure if it's a live or, uh, a, a uh, what's the other one? White oak, uh, oh, it'd be red oak. oak. The, the, the two common oaks that we have. Most common are, are live oak and Schumard red oak. Well, this one, I'd say... Make it really quick real if you can. I'm, I'm way behind. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Neil. Appreciate yeah, call me, call me back if you think of what the question was with that one and what the, what the tree is. I'll be glad to help you. I just, I'm trying to limit it to, to one uh, topic per call. Thank you. Okay. All right. Thanks so much. Uh, Kevin and Carrollton, Neil in Dallas, I'll come right to you. Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with a lot of great things. You remember that hose uh, sale that we had earlier? They have that, and you can go in and find out all about that. Right now, I'm here to tell you about Ego. Ego battery-powered blowers. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I am not an equipment kind of guy. I don't speak the language well. I'll probably mess this ad up. But they'll straighten it out when you get in there, and you need to get in there and look around. Stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer to find a great deal on Ego 530 CFM, that's cubic feet a minute, I I got that one figured out, 56-volt battery-powered blower for $159.99 with your Ace Rewards card. The Ego Power Plus 530 CFM blower is the next big step up in power and convenience for Ego cordless blowers. Equipped with turbine fan engineering inspired by advanced aeronautics technology. I have no idea what all that means, but it sounds good to me, and Ego is a quality brand. The compact, lightweight design weighs in at just 7.4 pounds, with the included, I have no idea what this means, 2.5 AH battery. What I know is that that battery is interchangeable from different pieces of Ego equipment. The advanced Ego Power plus 56-volt arc lithium battery uses industry-leading technology to deliver power beyond belief, and it's compatible with all Ego Power Plus products. 
I just told you that. Hey, let's hear it from me. Get up to 75 minutes of runtime on a single charge when used with the recommended 2.5 AH Arc Lithium battery. I'm tired. That wore me out. But it's impressive, and that's the place to go. Let them show it to you. They know what they're talking about. They are good, these Ace Hardware people, and so is Ego Equipment good. Go in and take a look, and they'll show it all to you. Ace stores, parts of our neighborhoods, nice people who have invested in your community. Don't go into the great, big, impersonal, national chain places. Go in where your 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 store is locally owned by one of your neighbors. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. It's a non-stop news cycle. The G7 vaccinate the world. This is just all fluff and happy talk. I'm not finished. I said I'm going to the border. Texas building the border wall. Full coverage at the top and bottom of every hour. This is Real News and Information 570 KLIF. KLIF KLIF.com. Neil Spray's eGardens is my free electronic newsletter. It comes from my computer to your email every Thursday, about 6 o'clock. 75,000 people get eGardens now each week. There always is a featured plant of the week. There always is a featured question of the week, something I have been asked repeatedly in that week. And there always is gardening this weekend where I outline the things that are most critical to be done that weekend. And... Um, that gives you Thursday night to think about it and get things bought to be ready to go when you get home Friday evening and Saturday and Sunday. Neil Spray's eGardens. Take a look at, at uh, the most recent issue, and you'll uh, uh, want to subscribe. That's my guess. It's free and always will be. Take a look at it. You can always see it at neilsperry.com. That's where you get that great price on my uh, on my book, uh, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. All of it at neilsperry.com. Click on the eGardens tab, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com, Neil Sperry's eGardens. It's time now for a little bitty garden tip. I think you'll find it useful. Pets can cause us some frustration in our landscapes and gardens. How about dogs digging in beds? This may be from boredom, in which case you need to get your dog more exercise and maybe a hobby. However, dogs also like to burrow in cool soil in the summer. Most of our dogs digging stopped when I built them a small raised deck out of some leftover redwood. It's in the shade and it's out of sight from the rest of the landscape and the dogs love it. It seems to meet all their needs very well and the digging has been reduced to a minimum. Cats digging in beds. This is quite a different situation. It can be most unpleasant if you enjoy planting your flowers and vegetables with your hands. It involves changing your cat's life patterns and will assume that you don't keep a litter box inside the house. Find a spot toward the back of the garden. It needs to be behind the shrubs, out of sight to the rest of your yard, and downwind as well. Remove several inches of the native soil and replace it with sand. The cat will find the sand and will prefer that. I have more gardening tips for you each Thursday evening in eGardens, my free weekly electronic newsletter. Sign up at neilsperry.com. He's back for his second summer on my program. It's our grandson, Alex Evans. Alex is working hard to pay his way through his second year of college at Texas A&M in College Station. We are just a little proud of Alex Evans. He's majoring in construction science and with many years' experience of staining and painting, that's the perfect major for him. He is uh, one uh, very handy person. Alex went to state UIL State in wrestling all four years in high school. Uh, this uh, guy is not afraid of hard work. Oh, and I might add that he uh, started out in the very unsparry-like weight category of 107 pounds, ended up at 134 pounds, and ended up uh, going to state all four years. Uh, fought his way through, wrestled his way through as a senior with a torn ACL. For crying out loud, this is a real man. We're proud of Alex. His stain work includes fences, garage doors, shutters, patio covers, and corvals, painting including wrought iron fences, exteriors, and interiors. Let Alex take care of any of your painting or staining or handyman needs. All of his profits go toward his college funds at Texas A&M. Silverback Staining and Painting. Phone number is 469-452-9892. 
serving McKinney, Frisco, Allen, and the surrounding area. That's 469-452-9892. Let him come out and give you a bid. I think you'll be very pleased with the work that he does for you. I know we have always been. 469-452-9892. That's Alex Evans. He owns the company. Silverback Staining and Painting. One more time. 469-452-9892. This is live. The border. There's a crisis. The bill is passed. Restrictions. The impact of variants are needing more vaccinations. At the top and 30 minutes past the hour. This. This is. This is Real News and Information. 570-KLIF-KLIF.com. My website is neilsperry.com. That's where you go to, to buy my latest book, Lone Star Gardening. It is also where you go to sign up for eGardens, the free electronic newsletter. It's also where you find the 1001 Frequently Asked Questions. That's a lot of writing for that uh, part of the website. And it's also where you find archived information on crepe myrtle bark scale and on Rose Rosette Virus. A lot of information at neilsperry.com. My website, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. I'm David Agnew with Traeger Woodfire Grills. You can see them at all North Texas Ace Hardware stores. Ace is the place with Traeger Grills and the helpful hardware folks. Thank you, David, very much. He believes in his product. He is one of the best sales reps I have ever known. And uh, our Traeger from Ace Hardware will be fired up in about two hours. And we'll be eating shrimp tonight from Traeger. Thank you, David. Let's go to Kevin and Carrollton. Kevin, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I found three apple trees this spring. I planted them in the backyard, and one of them has just gone south really quick in the last two weeks. It started yellowing, and now its leaves are turning brown and starting to fall off. What could have happened to that one? Uh, you pruned it back by 50% when you planted it? I did not. I didn't do that to any of them. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, don't have to apologize to me. You might mention it to it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how did you buy it? Was it in a container or was it bare-rooted? It was in a container. All right. What variety? Uh, I got two Macintosh and one uh, Honeycrisp, and this is one of the Macintosh. All right. Um, generally, when something goes that quickly, it has had some kind of catastrophic uh, uh, issue with uh, weather or with some environmental stress. Um, do you have any idea what might have what might be different for it from the others? Not really. I mean, they're oh, 15, 20 feet apart, so they're all about right. the same. A lot can happen 15 feet apart. Sure. They all got the same kind of gentle slope on the ground, so I wouldn't think a watering issue would have been too much. I've watered them all about the same. Right. Is it farther downhill from the other two? Uh, It's a a slope going across, so they're all about the same slope. Okay. Um, Kevin, without seeing it, there's no way of knowing. You always do want to prune fruit trees to uh, establish a scaffold branch system. It's not quite as critical on apples as it would be peaches and plums, and it's not nearly as critical for a tree that has been grown in a pot as it is one that has been grown in a field and then dug bare-rooted. Uh, that that has to be pruned, but uh, container-grown tree, it's it's important that it be shaped and, and that the scaffold branching be developed, and you won't do that on the others. But, uh, but I don't think that would have killed this or caused it to die. I don't know. Uh, is there anything I can do now to try to... I have no idea it? because I don't know what's wrong with it. You go to the doctor and gotcha. say, I'm, I'm really sick. And he said, yeah, you're about to die. Well, what do I do? I don't know. I don't know what it is. You know, <laughs> we've got to figure out what's wrong with you before we know what medicine to give you. So at this point, you've got to, you've got to look at the... Um, I would... Uh, did you get a bunch of rain last night? Uh, yes. I would dig a hole about uh, a foot away from this tree as if you were going to put a post in the ground, and I would watch that hole for the next 12 or 18 hours and see if it fills with water, see if the water table comes up. Uh, dig it outside the soil ball of that tree, not not within the original container of soil. Uh, see if, if water comes up in that uh, uh, hole, 
And if it does, that tells you that the water table has been too high, and that would have driven the oxygen out of the, the air, out of the soil. As wet as we've been, that might be the problem. It may just have, the tree may have drowned. I don't know. Uh, but that's one okay. possibility. Not not highly likely if they're on a slope. Most of the incident rainfall would have uh, drained away. But 15 feet, you know, maybe this tree is in a, a bit of a depressed area and it stayed wetter. I don't know. That's one possibility. Um, look at the trunk to see if there's any evidence of any damage. Make sure that this tree is planted exactly at the same level that it was growing in the container. If you got it too low by a couple of inches, that could be the problem. Uh, they, they must be planted at the same depth at which they were growing originally. I, I, I could list 50 other things. Uh, there's yeah. just so many possibilities uh, that we're trying to prove the negative, unfortunately. Exactly. I understand. All right. Well, I'll just uh, dig that little hole and see what's going on there and hope for the best. Yeah, it needs to be a good, clean hole. It needs to be like a, a, a golf cup uh, would be, but about four times that deep. Uh, if you have right. a sharpshooter spade, that would work. That's a, that's a good way to do it. Uh, you have not used a weed and feed fertilizer on your lawn, have you? I have not, no. I okay. used straight uh, straight uh, nitrogen this year. Okay, that's good. That's good. That that would not do it. All right. Well, good luck with it, and I, I don't know beyond that. Maybe maybe you can turn something up. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you for All right. Time. Thank you, Kevin. You betcha. All right, let me uh, let me take my last break, and then we will come back and go to Neil. I have time for one call after Neil, uh, so I'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to call, you could be that person, 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. Folks, this is a wonderful opportunity for you, and this opportunity will go away uh, in uh, eight days. And uh, it will not be coming back at thirty-one ninety-five plus tax and postage. That is Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, my newest book. It's the fifth printing already. I am just—I'm so grateful for that. Uh, I worked a year to get this book ready for you, and uh, for it to go through five printings that quickly, I'm just amazed. Uh, we've sold five thousand copies in the last month and gotten them to the post office. And we'll be taking another pickup load. Uh, when I say we, this is, uh, I do have a gentleman who works with me occasionally, and, and my wife and I have taken a big part of this. We've uh, done about eight tons worth of books in the last four weeks, uh, as example. 344 pages, 840 of my photographs, and 11 chapters. Chapter 1 is The Basics of Gardening in Texas. Chapter 2 is that 48-page calendar telling you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden. If you look at Chapter uh, 2 and you wonder what to do in June, it's going to tell you all the things that need to be done right now in your landscape and garden and uh, so forth all the way through the year. I've never done that in a book before. Chapters 3 through 11 are comprehensive and detailed chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. It's all in this book. Everything I've ever written about, everything I've ever talked about, it's all condensed right into this book. Books only thirty-one ninety-five plus tax and postage. If I can save you one mistake in buying the wrong plant and setting it out, or the wrong time, doing something at the wrong time, I have paid for the book. I think I can do that. Your satisfaction is completely guaranteed, or I'll refund every penny. Sixty-five thousand people have bought the book. Not one of them has asked for a refund. I sign books as I sell them. I'll be signing tonight and tomorrow. And would be, I'd be happy to do one for Father's Day if, uh, if that's on your agenda. It's not in stores and it's not on Amazon. It's available only from neilsperry.com or by calling my office weekdays at 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. And the website, the better way, is at neilsperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. 
We had foundation repairs at the Sperry House several years ago, so I called my friends. I did the same thing I'm suggesting you do. I called Advanced Foundation Repair. They came to our home. Their estimates are always free. Their work is affordable. It always is, not just for me, for you as well. Give them a call, 214-333-0003. If you need foundation help, it's Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003. Hello friends, this is Tommy Brummett at First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. In person inside, in person outside, online always. All of these options can be found at our website, sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. Thank you, Pastor Tommy. We have not heard Tommy do a live sermon in 16 months, and either tomorrow or next week, I think we're going back in. By golly, we've had our shots. I hope you have, too. I sure hope you have, too. But anyway, the church is open, at and, and there are no outside services now. It's gotten too warm for that, and we'll uh, we'll get a new uh, a promo for the church. I mentioned I've got the hiccups now. I mentioned that to Tommy, and so we'll get that taken care of. Not a good time to have the hiccups, is it? Let me, and I'm doing a Baylor's Cotton White ad. Maybe I can figure out a way to get help for the hiccups. Um, anyway, it's uh, sharingtheheart.org is the uh, website, uh, and the uh, services are at 8, 9, 10, 05, and 11, 10, sharingtheheart.org, and that's where you would go if you'd like to see the service live streamed. So the 1005 service. Uh, let me tell you about Baylor Scott and White right now. This is the uh, healthcare facility that is just fabulous. They're everywhere. They're all over the place, and they have meant so much to our family. I have uh, a very important message for you from Baylor Scott and White Health, and uh, you know how much I think of them because they saved our daughter's life, and they have meant so much to our family many times over. With my uh, uh, they have a new app that, that you need to know about. It's called My BSW Health. That's the name of the app, My BSW Health. And if you get that app, get it downloaded, uh, then you can manage your own health care your way so you can keep yourself in tip-top shape. It helps you schedule appointments, get test results, message your doctors, even handle care for others in your family, all on your schedule and from wherever you are. You don't even uh, need to have a green thumb to do it. Just text the word BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download it on your iPhone or your Android device. That's BETTER to 88408. And uh, that's Baylor Scott & White Health. Learn more at GetBetterTexas.com. I'm Michael Stone from Stone's Ace Hardware in Casa View in East Dallas. Whether you're looking for help with your home, your garden, your grilling, or even your home brewing, come see Jen and I at the corner of Gus Thomason and Ferguson. And now, back to Neil. That's a nice couple and a great store. They have music on Friday nights. We were out there about a week and a half ago and uh, to do some shopping and get a dehumidifier. And uh, I saw all the setup for the Friday night concerts that they have. That's fun. Let's go to Neil in Dallas. Neil, this is Neil. How can I help you? Hey, Neil. Thanks so much for taking my call. I really, really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Um, real quickly, because I know we're up against time, I, I've been seeing these trees and these shrubs with these purple flowers on the ends of them, and I have no idea what they are, but I really would like a couple in my yard. And uh, you're probably run- you're probably seeing Vitex right now, uh, V-I-T-E-X. Look that up and see if that's not a match, Vitex. The, um, the scientific name is bizarre. The common name is even more bizarre. It's Vitex agnus castus with a hyphen. I have no clue where all that oh, wow. came from but if you just look up vitex you'll 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 find it without any problem and the the common name is lilac chaste c h a s t e tree i really don't understand that name it is not in any way a lilac uh, some people refer to it as texas lilac 
And that's a horrible disservice because it is not related to lilac, doesn't smell like a lilac, doesn't really, to my eye, look like a lilac. So anyway, but it's a lovely shrub, lovely shrub. Okay, well, I appreciate it. I will look that up. Is that the one that that is shaped like a corn cob or like it's the flower itself is kind of long shaped? And, well, you know, I'll look it up. I'll look at yeah, it. Yeah, it's kind of it's it's kind of spiky. It's the other than crepe myrtles in in lavender and purple. It's the only blue uh, or bluish flowering uh, uh, shrub that we have right now. That must be it then. So yeah, it's and it's all over town. It's uh, of course it depends on the age of the plant, but most of them are anywhere from six or seven feet up to uh, ten or twelve feet in size. Oh well. You nailed it. I, that, I think that's it, Neil. All right. Good deal. Have a great day. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Bill in Canton. Last call of the day. Bill, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yes, I've got a uh, rose bush I inherited from my mother. I don't know what kind it is. It's not a long stem. It's got little short uh, stems on the red roses. But I'm trying to uh, get a fence row uh, with several of these on it. And how would I uh, transfer? I don't want to transfer it. I want to uh, get a new uh, Rosebush. You want to propagate it? Yes, sir. All right. Um, If I run out of time, I will explain to you uh, that I have details on how to root plants from cuttings on my website at neilsperry.com in the frequently asked questions. And if you just enter, if you just enter the the word cuttings, uh, it will tell you how to root plants from cuttings there with great detail. Um, and so I'll go through this rather quickly. I did that because as soon as I tell somebody how to root roses from cuttings, I say, well, yeah, well, that's good for that, but how about boxwood? You know, and, and then I have to go through it again. Um, but rose cuttings um, would be on their own roots. Uh, you would, uh, as opposed to budded roses, uh, you would take a, a cutting probably about five inches long. Uh, they are very often rooted in February as 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 uh, dormant hardwood cuttings and uh, just stuck into probably into uh, one gallon pots and then put under plastic to give a little extra warmth put out in the sun uh in in february not not like this february (laughs) and uh in a in a good potting soil and if you're going to be using the same variety all the way then maybe you put two cuttings per one one gallon pot and just do a bunch of those pots that way um, and, uh, uh, the cuttings, you, you have to be very careful that, that you know which end was the outward end and which end was closer to the roots. They have okay. to go in the correct direction. And so what most, uh, propagators will do is they'll put an angle on the bottom of the, of the cutting and the top of the cutting will be cut flat, square across so that they can tell what's up and what's down on it. Um, you can use a rooting hormone powder if you want to. It's probably not as critical in, in the winter, late winter, as it would be uh, if you're going to try to propagate them now. You could actually try cuttings now. But look at what I have on my website, Neil Sperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com, in the Frequently Asked Questions page, and just enter the search word cuttings, and it'll tell you everything you need. Hey, good luck with it, Bill. I know you can do it. Everybody, thank you for listening. I'll be on WBAP 820 AM from 8 until 10 tomorrow morning. Tune me in. Thanks, Mike Bass. Everybody, happy gardening.